Jeffrey Epstein, a Palm Beach multimillionaire hedge fund manager, received what might have been the most lenient plea deal for a serial sex offender in U.S. history. The Miami Herald identified over 60 of his victims, just young middle and high school girls at the time of the abuse. More than a decade later, several of them are talking for the first time about how they were molested by Epstein and believe they were betrayed by the very prosecutors who were supposed to hold Epstein accountable. They came from fairly disadvantaged backgrounds. There was some dysfunction in their families. The lure of a lot of money was more than they were able to resist. I went from um, an abusive situation to being a runaway to living in foster homes to just already being hardened by life on the streets. The other girls that I personally know of that went, were coming from trailer parks that were having gun shootings, drugs. My mother was on drugs at the time and she couldn't provide for me and I was pretty much homeless. One child would be lured over, would be paid substantial sums of money, would be offered the further inducement of being paid a bounty for anybody else that she was able to bring to Epstein. A network developed where many young girls in the same kinds of circumstance wound up being victimized. Three of us slid into the back seat of the cab and we drove and I remember just driving down Okeechobee Boulevard and thinking how I had never been on Palm Beach Island before in my whole entire life that I had lived in West Palm Beach. By the time I was 16, I brought him up to 75 girls, all the ages of you know, 14, 15, 16, people going from eighth grade to ninth grade at just um, school parties is where I'd recruit him from. All Jeffrey cared about was go find me more girls. His appetite was insatiable. He, he couldn't stop. He wanted new, fresh, young faces every single day. The sheer volume of girls, uh, the frequency, sometimes several or many in the same day, the age of the girls. In some cases, there were victims that didn't know each other, had never met each other, but they had a, basically the same story. I remember there was a staircase, and it was like, kind of like a spiral almost. And she brings us up the stairs and it was like spiral stairs. You walked into his bedroom, around his bed, to almost a, like a very little hall and then it was another door. And that's where everything would happen, was in his bathroom. He would have a dresser and it was filled with like, the first drawer was lotion and then like the third drawer down was like sex toys. So you, we would take the massage table out and set it up in the middle of the room. And then he came in with his white towel on around him. And then he just laid down in his towel on his stomach and he was just talking to people on the phone. When he flipped, flipped over, that's when he said, okay, you can go ahead and take off your shirt and pants, but you can stay in your underwear. He would want us to stand next to him and he would masturbate while he stared at us, touched us. To pull his nipples and to play with them in between his fingers and also while I was playing with his nipples, he kept doing that stuff to me, but he was very aggressive like when he would do it. And then he tried to put his finger in my underwear and I like, jumped back and I went, I pulled back and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I won't do that, I won't do that. And then he went back to doing that. He's like, just on the outside and I'm like, oh my God. 
It ended with sexual abuse and intercourse. Story of Jeffrey Epstein, and <clears throat> we could go on and on and on. The point here is Donald Trump's Secretary of Labor, Alex Acosta, was the quote-unquote prosecutor in this case. Epstein ended up with the lightest sentence ever given at to a, a child molester. Uh, he was a super pimp is what he is. And uh, so listen to that. That's uh, Amy Goodman and uh, Democracy Now! Jeffrey Epstein, the case of Jeffrey Epstein. The uh, Acosta, so Acosta now is uh, under indictment or under uh, examination by the Congress. Uh, he's been called before the Congress. We'll see what happens to him. <laughs> Mr. Trump was going to drain the swamp, huh? This is for Jeffrey Epstein and the girls that he exposed, the girls whose labor he exploited.
la conoce y al haber respondido una cualquiera al oír de tus labios al ultraje demostrabas también lo que tú eras mal hombre tan ruin es tu alma que no tiene nombre Mal hombre. Let's listen to Jack Kerouac here, huh? About Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker looked like Buddha. Charlie Parker, who recently died laughing at a juggler on TV, after weeks of strain and sickness, was called the perfect musician. And his expression on his face was as calm, beautiful, and profound as the image of the Buddha represented in the East, the lidded eyes the expression that says, all is well. This was what Charlie Parker said when he played, all is well. He had the feeling of early in the morning, like a hermit's joy, or like the perfect cry of some wild gang at a jam session, wail, whop. Charlie burst his lungs to reach the speed of what the speedsters wanted, and what they wanted was his eternal slowdown. A great musician and a great creator of forms that ultimately find expression in mores and what have you. Musically as important as Beethoven, yet not regarded as such at all. A genteel conductor of string orchestras in front of which he stood proud and calm, like a leader of music in the great historic world night, and wailed his little saxophone, the alto, with piercing clear lament, in perfect tune and shining harmony, toot, as listeners reacted without showing it, and began talking, and soon the whole joint is rocking and talking, and everybody talking, Charlie Parker, whistling them on to the brink of eternity with his Irish St. Patrick patoodle stick. And like the holy miss, we blop and we plop in the waters of slaughter and white meat and die one after one in time. And how sweet a story it is when you hear Charlie Parker tell it, either on records or at sessions or at official bits and clubs, shots in the arm for the wallet, Gleefully, he whistled the perfect horn. Anyhow, it made no difference. Charlie Parker, forgive me. Forgive me for not answering your eyes. 
for not having made an indication of that which you can devise. Charlie Parker, pray for me. Pray for me and everybody in the nirvanas of your brain where you hide indulgent and huge. No longer Charlie Parker, but the secret unsayable name that carries with it merit not to be measured from here to up, down, east or west. Charlie Parker, lay the bane off me and everybody. That was uh, Jack Kerouac with uh, Steve Allen playing piano in the background. And the subject was uh, Charlie Parker. Let's listen to Charlie Parker now.
And that was Charlie Parker. And uh, a combo. I don't know who was playing there that with him. With the uh, swing era ballad, All the Things You Are, made a hit by Helen Forrest. Charlie Parker, All the Things You Are. This year we're going to play some more jazz. We're going to play uh, classical jazz and uh, hopefully some modern jazz. Anyone who's got suggestions for music, songs that we play, music of social significance, uh, email me or put it on the uh, message board at Mutiny Radio. FM. This is the B, and we're going on with our labor news. Want to mention another one? These are like pins. These are like posts. Shame at our own dependence on the underpaid labor of others. I mentioned this earlier. How people who are making low wages make our commodities cheaper for us. When someone works for less pay than she can live on, when she goes hungry so that you can eat more cheaply and conveniently, then she's made a great sacrifice for you. The working poor are the major philanthropists of our society. And that's a woman named Barbara Ehrenreich in a book which... You want to read something about working. Barbara Reich was a well-to-do, a, a writer, a leftist, um, married to a labor leader who decided to go underground. In other words, become a worker, a low-wage worker, and she did. She, she worked as a low-wage worker and wrote this book, Nickel and Dime, about how we're being subsidized by uh, low-wage workers. And what about Janice? Okay, what has Janice had, you know, done to the labor movement so far? It's, it's going to have bad effects long-term unless um, union people can get together and figure something out, uh, bring suit about uh, free speech. For the union. This is just an excuse to muzzle the union. That's all these things are. Okay? I mean, if we would go to federal workers, right? Federal workers are not supposed to unionize either. Certain things that they can then um, argue for and bargain for are excluded. Months after the Supreme Court's June 18th Janice versus AFSCME decision, public sector unions are not teetering on the brink of collapse, as their detractors may have hoped. Uh, hoped. The consensus is that good preparations soften the initial blow. Anyone writing our obituary is going to be sorely disappointed. By the way, this is in these times. January 3rd, 2019. 
We don't believe we are going to be hurt nearly as badly as people thought by Janus. U.S. labor law requires unions to represent everyone in a bargaining unit, whether or not they opt to be official dues-paying union members. Prior to Janus, most states required those who opted out to pay for that to pay for that representation through fair share fair share fees. It's added a percentage of dues. In one fell swoop, Janus eliminated fair share fees for public sector unions nationwide, allowing non-members to get all the benefits of the union without paying. So that's what it is. It's a free ride. What unions did was talk to their base, strengthen their base, and uh, have campaigns to let workers understand, you know, what the union does for them. Okay. So Janice didn't hurt nearly as bad, but this is something, I mean... Union leaders, union activists, union members have to be proactive. You need to go out and win more people and don't just don't just organize them, you know, so they're on some list you have. Unionize them. Unionize them. Okay, the axe fell, wasn't that bad. U.S. Appeals Court nixes labor agency Obama-era joint employment test. Now, this is something that's very important because under the franchise system, for a long time, people at the top of a franchise, say a McDonald's, were able to disassociate themselves from the labor practices of the franchise owners. In other words, they say, okay, we're McDonald's, you're a McDonald's franchise, but uh, we have nothing to do with how you treat workers. All we want is profit from you. All we want is money from you. So by paying that, that money, what, what did different franchise owners have to do? Well, they had to squeeze their workers. So they squeeze their workers, or they, or they overload workers, or they submit workers to bad job conditions. And the parent company, McDonald's, for example, can say, well, we have nothing to do with that. Those aren't our policies. The franchise owner has his own situation. Well, under Obama, the the, uh, National Labor Relations Board said, "Uh uh-uh, that's not true. You're the parent company. You're being paid money. You're making money off this. No, you have to be involved, and you have to be responsible for that labor situation. Well, now... The Trump era in LRB uh, has removed that. So now you can get away with just being uh, 
a franchise owner and telling everybody uh, you don't know anything about the uh, labor situation and you're not responsible for it. And one more, here's labor notes. How Four Roses bourbon strikers fought off two-tier. Four Roses bourbon. Probably people out there are <laughs> familiar with that. Workers at the Four Roses bourbon distillery and bottling plant chose their moment as well. Just as their industry was preparing to welcome thousands of visitors for September's Kucky, Kentucky Bourbon Festival, they walked out on strike in defense of workers they hadn't even met yet. This is a family company, said Matt Stone, a leader in food and commercial workers, local 10D. Grandfathers, fathers, sons all work here for generations. And my family may be working here one day. We want to take care of the next guy. With few resources at their disposal, these 50 workers in rural Kentucky stared down the Japanese conglomerate Kim Bre Kin Bre Kirin Brewery, which owns Four Roses and One. See, the American owners of these companies have long since cashed in and sold out, in some cases, to foreign countries. Where's the hue and cry about that? Why does a Japanese country company own four roses? How did that happen? Might be good, might be bad, but how did it happen? The dispute was over two-tier contract proposal that would have given worse benefits to new hires. One fact Four Roses hadn't counted on was that many of its employees had friends who worked at the nearby Jim Beam distillery. Two years ago, Jim Beam workers struck over a similar issue and forced their employer to back off. The Four Roses workers spent nearly two weeks walking the picket lines near the distillery in Lawrenceburg, and outside the bottling and warehouse faculty in Cox's Creek. Tennessee, maybe? I think we're talking about Tennessee. The workers are located, represented by UFCW locals 10D and 23D and the National Conference of Firemen and Oilers, SEIU. When they returned to the bargaining table with the assistance of a federal mediator, they worked in, they, within hours, they had a tentative agreement. And in the words of local 10D President Jeff Royalty, there is no two-tier in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Precisely what caused the company to back down remains somewhat of a mystery even to the workers involved. What is clear is that their public campaign direct outreach to would-be customers, support from the local community, solidarity from other unions, and outreach to the media helped turn the tide. It's on labor notes. Okay. Now, what's, this is from Labor Start. And this is... Just lost it. 
It's from Labor Start. And it's uh, about the people at the airport. Those people who uh, stop you and pass the sensor over you and uh, tell you what to take on and put off. <laughs> take off and put on at the airport. <clears throat> the TSA agents. Two weeks into the shutdown, Mr. Trump is going around bragging how he's getting all this, all this uh, support. People are calling him, and uh, federal workers are calling him and telling him that uh, they want him to hold tough. They don't mind going without money. He's not going without money. <laughs> And they don't mind going without money. Donald Trump recently suggested that he has the upper hand in government shutdown fight because most of the people not getting paid are Democrats. In other words, these are people who are against his wall. And now they're the ones who aren't getting paid, so he's kind of happy to withhold pay from them, huh? By this, the president meant that his party depends less on the support of federal workers than Chuck Schumer's does, and that Democrats will therefore have a harder time standing their ground during a prolonged shutdown than he will. Beyond the moral odiousness of this position, there was one strategic flaw in Trump's reasoning. Precisely because they're aligned with the Democratic Party, public sector unions are likely to be more willing to engage in work stoppages under a GOP president than might be under a pro-labor one. Two weeks into the shutdown, formal labor militancy, formal labor militancy has yet to materialize. But an informal pseudo-strike is already taking shape. Transportation Security Administration agents are legally obligated to work through the shutdown, even though their pay has been frozen. For TSA agents who survive paycheck to paycheck, that just stopped being workable. As the shutdown approaches in its third week, hundreds of agents have begun calling in sick. Reported by CNN. So, Four Roses, played some Charlie Parker, The Axe Fell, that's the labor beat. Let's have one more, as Trump holds firm on shutdown, he never mentions one group, federal employees. He has talked about the need for protection along the country's southern border. He said he's willing to keep the government shut down indefinitely to ensure the funding of the wall, he says, will provide that protection. And he has complained about spending the holidays alone in the White House with no one around with whom he can negotiate. One thing President Trump has not talked about publicly during 13 days of partial government 
shutdown is the 800,000, 800,000, everybody, federal workers who are not being paid because of it. Mr. Trump's apparent indifference to the TSA agents, correctional officers, science, scientists, and other federal employees caught in the crosshairs of a political standoff presents a remarkable contrast with how other presidents have made a point of trying to demonstrate their empathy during other shutdowns. In the 2013, for instance, President Barack Obama opened an open wrote an open letter to the workers affected when the government was closed. None of this is fair to you, he wrote, adding, you and your families remain at the front of my mind. Even Ronald Reagan acknowledged during the 1981 shutdown that temporary hardship it caused for government workers. Mr. Trump has not even publicly recognized that. And what do we expect? What do we expect? So let's see. Uh, let's let's play some music. And get my iTunes here. Uh, let's see. We've got Perfect Indian Fire on Web. I'm looking for something. Uh, how about this one? We played this a lot before. First time in the new year, and it's a damn good one to remember. Linda Tillery and Cultural Heritage. Don't let nobody...
arriba y arriba iré Yo no creo en fronteras Yo no creo en fronteras Yo cruzaré, yo cruzaré, yo cruzaré Someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. 
you don't have a seat at the table where you work, that is the negotiating table, you're on the menu. And never, never let anyone into your heart who's not a friend of labor. When I say labor, I mean you. Hi, everybody. Remember, when I say labor, I mean you, where the labor meets the road. Hi, everybody. Vita. Clifton House, and all of you who work for a living, have a good week and good work. This is the B signing off. See you next week. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at muniradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry <laughs> all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Mm. 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at Mutant Radio. <laughs> It's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows. Flat Black Plastic, MutinyRadio.fm.
This is cassette number seven. We followed the tracks through sleepy suburban neighborhoods, grumpy with each other for the first time since we met again. Lonnie shot snipes along the way. When he finally had a full pocket full of cigarette butts, I had to sit and wait while he rolled into one of the cigarettes. Hey everybody, it's 6 o'clock. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! You're all here. Yay! We have an amazing night of comedy prepared for you. Five hours of amazing people. And we are starting out tonight with the Newbies Show. All of these comedians have been doing comedy for two years or less. Oh my God, they're so funny, you won't even believe it. Your host, though, what an amazing human being she is. She's been doing comedy for over five years. She runs a show up in Portland called Comic Strip. What an amazing, lovely human being you guys have for a host. Put your hands together right now for Wendy Wise. Thank you guys so much. I just want to make one tiny correction. I actually stopped hosting Comic Strip. I should have told you that, Pam, and it's now Chris Ettrick. Still at the Funhouse Lounge. But you guys, welcome to the Two Years or Less show. My name is Wendy Weiss. Um, I ate half of uh, an edible earlier, and I was like, hey, this isn't doing a whole lot, and I made uh, the number one mistake, and that was eating the rest of it. So we'll see how the rest of this goes, you guys. I honestly, I should not ever be getting high because what happens is I just lose everything. Like, everything that I own just goes by the wayside because there's a hierarchy of needs when you get high that you just sort of revert back through and like phone like the first things on that list I'm going to say are eating fucking and the album time by ELO uh, are the top like three things and then the things that don't matter anymore are things like my phone and my wallet uh, god forbid an umbrella so all those things fucking just all disappear so we'll see how this goes you guys I think it's going to be great um, I'm from Portland I'm from Portland Oregon and uh, yeah thank you there's a lot of us here um, San Francisco <laughs> there's, there's a lot of us here Fucking, we're all rep in Portland. Uh, you guys have like better homeless people than we do. I think we have homeless people in Portland too. But your guys' homeless people here in San Francisco are like real go-getters. Like last time I was here, there was this dude who got up at eight in the fucking morning, like every single morning, probably seven, because he started this at eight, and he what he started doing was screaming at eight o'clock in the fucking morning. Okay, and then he would go all day until like five o'clock in the evening okay from eight o'clock to five o'clock this dude was screaming and people in Portland are homeless because they can't get up till noon like that's why we have homeless people in Portland um yeah uh, I should probably be homeless by that token I can't get up until like at least two and uh, I went to college for philosophy so uh, that's why I'm a stripper now, so. <laughs> uh, I am a stripper now. I gave myself a promotion recently. I uh, got myself a boob job. You can't really see it right now because you're listening to me on the radio, so. Uh, but I did, I got a boob job, and I have, like, still not, it was recently, so I still don't really have, like, any idea how to use boobs yet, like, whatsoever. I, I don't know how they work. I'm just running around at work being like, 
get a load of these hamburgers, boys. Like, I don't know what you guys like to hear about these things. So uh, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> um, the doctor that I went to, though, like, it was kind of disconcerting because the doctor, like, his office was just, like, covered in, like, uh, just like pieces of driftwood and like uh, stones and crystals, like all over the office were all of these crystals. And I can't really explain how disconcerting it is to know that the person who's about to cut you open believes in the healing power of crystals. <laughs> I don't want a doctor who believes in crystals. I want a doctor who believes in science. And like that is it. That's not okay for you. Like it's okay for me. Like I do believe in crystals. I'm a stripper, so that's totally completely fine for me. <laughs> but not you, sir. Um, <laughs> I do, I believe in crystals. I, be, I do like, uh, I like astrology. Uh, maybe you guys believe in something that's uh, stupid at all? <laughs> and you guys believe in anything stupid? Uh, <laughs> I do, so, all right, you guys clap if you've ever read your horoscope. <laughs> For those of you on the radio, it was every single person in here because we're in San Francisco, so. Uh, clap if you believe in astrology. For those of you at home, it was half the people here because we're in San Francisco. So, uh, and then the other half are people that I consider to be very similar to the people who didn't clap. I consider them to be very similar to dudes who go around sucking dudes' dicks but insist that they're not gay, like at all. They're a little bit star curious. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and like I believe, like I do like witchy, like witchcraft stuff too. I believe in that kind of stuff, but not like, not like, it's not like Skyrim or like uh, Harry Potter or anything like that. Um, it's more like, I'll give you guys like an introductory madness spell, okay? I'll show you guys how I believe that magic works, okay? So I'm going to say some words and I just want you guys to say whatever is in your heart, okay? Somebody once told me <laughs> Those are the exact words, Pedro. <laughs> See, now, because of some words that I said, you have Smash Mouth stuck in your head for however the fuck long you do. This is a madness spell. Because of some fucking words I said, you have Smash Mouth stuck in your head. But this spell is karmically sound the way like a lot of spells are and that's that I do that joke so I have smash mouth stuck in my head like all the fucking time like all the goddamn time so what's up how are you guys doing just so, some little nods thank you you're like I guess kind of yeah sure I guess whatever um, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up your first comic are you guys ready for your first comic these people all these people on this show have been doing comedy for two years or less and they're all on one show together so you guys are gonna see some awesome shit from some people who haven't been doing it too terribly long so let's see who's number one uh, I should have asked people what uh, what's up with them your first comic of the evening is named Matthew Quirk yeah. Thank you, the lovely Wendy. Am I really up first? I thought I was down the list. So uh, actually, I have been doing comedy for more than two years, but if you look carefully at the description, it says making people laugh for less than two years. And if you subtract all the bombing I've done in those two years, I'm at like six months. So this ought to be amazing. So what do you say we all get back in the way back machine for a minute here and go back to my very first real set? 
Uh, I'll never forget this set. I did it once for the comedy uh, joke workshop, and Pam told me that it was a good set when I was done with it. And quite frankly, I'm still swooning over the whole thing that she had a compliment for me. So here we go. <clears throat> Ginger Lives Matter. My political movement, something that spirits me through this life and gives me strength in these hard times. That's right. Hashtag Ginger Lives Matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. That you, thank you. That usually kills. Now, I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there, and it's easy to get confused. But most of that stuff is a struggle for acceptance. But with us gingers, we're actually struggling for our very survival. I mean, take global warming, right? That's no good for us. But let's face it, global warming, that's just hooking a brother up, right? I mean, the future is going to be made for them as this earth gets warmer and warmer and warmer. But not for us. Not for us. I saw this thing on Facebook where they tried to get everyone to meet at Dolores Park one Saturday. I know a lot of you guys are from Portland, but San Francisco, you guys realize how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? They were trying to wipe us out in one smooth move right there. But I didn't fall for it. I didn't fall for it one bit. That's why I'm here today, to keep my movement going. What movement is that? Ginger Lives Matter. God damn right. Keep it fresh. Now... Uh, shit, lost my place in Ginger Lives Matter. <laughs> anyway, so life's hard out there for a ginger. But I know that I have to keep fighting for our survival. I know I have to keep fighting for our rights. And I know I have to keep fighting you white people from using the G word out there on the streets. Which, by the way, has been, you've been a little too liberal with that these days. And don't tell me fucking pumpkin spice latte cultural appropriation bullshit. The G word, that's our word. You can't use it. Right? Yeah. And I don't want to hear this, oh, my cousin's a ginger. So I can say it. That's some bullshit. And I sure as hell don't want to hear this. I said ginger, not ginger. So it's cool. It's not cool, man. That's enough to make a ginger snap. Thank you. At least I know you're listening. So there are rules about this word, right? Rule number one about white people using the G word. It's got to be in the rap song. Oh, come on. That's a throwback to Chris Rock. Nobody? 
See, he's got this thing about the p- white people using the N-word. It's got to be in the rap song. See, when you have to explain it. I don't mind explaining these tags. I don't mind explaining it. It's all part of my history in comedy. So I'll talk about it. Anyway, there are no other rules. That was the only one. It was supposed to be a huge tagline that everyone got immediately. But it's not working. Thank you. So anyway, it's got to be in the rap song. You know, I've been fighting this fight for the gingers all this time. And I've been fighting all these political people for it. And I got to tell you, I'm still waiting for one politician to get on board with my Ginger Lives Matter. But I think if it was up to them, we would just be bred out of existence. I mean, now that they're studying the human genome, all my brainy friends keep on sending me these articles about how many generations are left till all that's left of the gingers is just the highlights and some lucky chick's hair. And that's it for us for the rest of eternity. But don't worry, I have a solution. I have a solution to keep the gingers alive for all of time. But it's not some solution you're going to hear from some politician. So I'm going to have to say it here tonight at Mutiny Radio. Please fuck a ginger. (laughs) Tonight would be great. I'm totes available. <laughs> How am I doing on the clock? Do you know? Well, you're looking at Pam. Yeah, you're far away, but when you ask, you're supposed to have a minute. I thought you were a gold comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Less than two years. <laughs> that we clarified that. Right, I'm running out. Thank you. My age group is backing me up. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, it's not just hard out there for us gingers. It's also tough out there for a shrimp. I've seen this thing where they're trying to, like, open the world of models, right? So they've started doing, like, plus-size women's models, right? And to further open that world, they've started doing plus-size male models, Yeah, what bullshit, right? (laughs) Women already like big guys. If you want some diversity in modeling out there, try a short model. Short ginger. Uh, Thank you. A short ginger with a dad bod. I'm trending super heavy in 2014. (laughs) And once again, I'm available. So there you go. All right, good luck with the rest of the comics tonight. You guys, keep it going for Matthew the Irish. We're slaves to quirk, everyone. Uh, Your next comic asked me to make up a fun rumor about her, so I'm going to tell you guys what I heard, and that's that, uh, you guys, your next comic I heard is from Portland, Oregon, also, where I'm from, and I heard that she's in town right now in the city of San Francisco to do the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, so is that true or not? We'll find out. You guys, give it up for Jenna Vesper, everyone. So they say. The rumors are true. 
fuck. No, I know. I'm a, I'm appropriating ginger culture. <laughs> fuck. I don't feel good about saying that. <laughs> yeah, fuck a ginger, but not that one. <laughs> There's a better one right there, Ben. <laughs> fuck him, at least. Or me that's faking it. I don't know. <laughs> fuck. Ugh, shit, man. It's been kind of rough. Like, 2017 really fucking sucked, didn't it? Uh, and 2018's kind of shitty, too. I don't know, but I find that when, like, in times of, like, turmoil and tragedy, we learn a lot about ourselves, you know? We, like, kind of look into the mirror and, like, see ourselves. And I learned this year one of many things um, is that I just want to fuck somebody regardless of their gender and call them daddy. That's just what I want to do. <laughs> Sometimes it's not about you. It's about me calling people daddy while I fuck them. When I tell people that I want to call them daddy in bed, I usually get a little bit of pushback, though. And they're usually like, do you have some unresolved daddy issues? <laughs> of course I do. Look at me. Of course I have daddy issues. <sighs> the main one being that he's dead. <laughs> Super dead, yeah. It's okay. I can joke about it. He's my dead dad. It's fine. And it's been about eight years, so I've had time to process it, you know? And when they say it gets easier with time, I'm here to tell you that it does get easier with time. It definitely does. Um, I do get a little sad in the wintertime when is the anniversary of his death, you know? And I. I think about him, and it was just kind of weird. I think, I don't know, maybe being a comic, you just, you think of the weird shit when you're like, you know, doing normal day life. And I was thinking about my father this year, and I had this pretty sudden realization, and it kind of like took me back. And I realized that, um, that he's the first man that ever ghosted me. And no one's ever going to live up to daddy. <laughs> but they try. Oh, do they try? I told that joke to my roommate, um, and he didn't get it. Uh, he was like, what's ghosting? And I was like, what the fuck? Fuck off. Because he's a 30-year-old man in Portland. You may not know being down here, but that is a prevalent fucking situation in Portland. Ghosting, ghosting, ghosting. And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you uh, other than just moving out the next day, which is what I did. <laughs> Hopefully he figured it out. I posted all that stuff on Facebook once because it's a fire joke. Thank you. And my grandmother liked it. An hour later, she wrote, what's ghosting? And I was like, Grandma, it's this new like slang term for when you're like dating somebody casually, and then they just like suddenly stop contact for no reason, no warning, ghosting. She liked that. <laughs> An hour later, I fucking kid you not, she wrote, oh, do you also mean like when your dad wasn't in your childhood? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, Grandma. <laughs> it's not what I was talking about. <laughs> Thank you, though. He's dead. You should know this. Do I have to put you in a home now? Are you forgetting shit? Because, see, like, the thing is, like, the bonus of having dead parents, spoiler alert, my mother's also dead. I'm super fun at parties. Um, one of the many bonuses of having dead parents is that you don't have to pay for their home. 
but now I apparently have to pay for grandmothers because nobody's there to do that. So that fucking sucks. I actually have to like, I actually have to see my grandmother this weekend because I'm from born and raised in Napa, so I can't come down here and not go see her. And I haven't seen her in a couple years, and I'm kind of freaked out by it because she's she's pretty judgy, you know, and she judges me a lot. I'm the ba a black f you know sheep of the family, and. Uh, I'm anticipating she's going to ask me a bunch of dumb questions, and she'll probably ask me, like, are you dating anybody? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm dating somebody, but they're also dating other people, and I feel like she's going to judge me for that. And I feel like that's unfair, because clearly she loves the other grandchildren more than me. So she definitely gets this idea. She's just a polygrammy. No? Okay. Damn. Polygrammy. That didn't... Okay. That was my best attempt at a pun, really didn't work. <sighs> Anyone else out there feel like a dick oracle? <laughs> Just me? I'll explain. Um, I have a pretty serious uh, worry that I talk to multiple therapists for multiple hours about my fear that I am a dick oracle. That's basically when I go and sit down at a bar, I'll be talking to a dude about like, you know, the weather or whatever is on TV, and then immediately we're talking about his dick. And it's like, how does this always keep happening to me? It happens always very quickly, too. Like, within, like, five minutes of talking to people, they're just like, hey, you like to suck dick, right? And, you know, like, I do, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but I think, I think I figured it out, though. It's that I'm a dick oracle. Guys just have this sense about me. They want to put their dick on me. So I can prophesize what that dick do what that dick do. I know what that dick do. It does bad things. Um, wow, blah, push back by the majority of the men in this room. No, dicks are fine. Dicks are fine. I don't know. They're all right. I feel like they're a lot like the television show The Big Bang Theory, though. Underwhelming and desperate for attention. Thank you. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Um, let's see here. Recently, uh, I recently found out that I'm kind of fat. That was kind of weird. Found out on the internet. Some lovely gentleman notified me of that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's really nice. Uh, it's okay, though. It's fine. I don't care that I'm a little fat. It's all good because I have a really terrible personality. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Jenna Vesper, everybody. <laughs> Having some daddy issues and looking like it, too. For people at home, I'll just tell you, uh, Jenna's wearing what I like to call the Daddy Hurt Me special, and that's a plaid skirt and knee-high uh, knee high socks, which I'm, gonna, I'm saying this is, this is one of my favorite outfits to wear uh, and to see, because whenever I see uh, I like to play a little game, uh, and it's kind of like fuck, marry, kill, but the answer is always their dad, basically. Uh, you guys ready for your next comic? Uh, on that note, I'm going to bring up your next comic. You guys give it up for Marty Cunny, everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much. We got a crowd going. Give it up for yourselves, guys. Coming out to see some underground comedy. This is where it's at, people. I want you to keep the applause going if you're ever a man who's ever accidentally come on his own face. All right, we got some fucking honesty in this room. Uh, I said accidentally, though. Uh, 
Sorry to disqualify you. I uh, don't want to see your warrior 69 weird ass yoga. Okay. All right. No, it's I understand. You know, when I normally when I do that, there's a lot of like sometimes I just get dead silence, and I get it because it's it's kind of a tough thing to just like cop to. Uh, on the one hand, it's a little. It's a little, I don't know, it's weird. I, I get why a lot of people don't like it. For those of you who haven't ever uh, been facialed, I guess would be the, the term. Um, the ter- it, it feels just like hot, concentrated globs of your parents' disappointment, just like seeping in through your skin. Like I can feel my dad shaking his head at me, like, what the fuck? <sighs> but I guess that's why uh, some people probably like it, right? Is because they'll do anything for their parents' attention, right? So. Uh, hmm. um, no, but on the other hand, I felt pretty good about it. I was like, you know, I got some real fucking power going on down here. You know, like these kegels are really paying off. Uh, I don't even need birth control. I'm just going to blow the top out of some girl's uterus. It's just going to bow. Plus, you know, I ate a lot of pineapple, so it could be worse. Now, for those of you who did get that joke, I feel happy for, uh, for your partners. Uh, <laughs> It's very sweet of you, huh? Oh. Ah, ugh. Ah. No, guys, big changes in my life, big changes. Um, I'm actually, uh, I just moved in with a few new roommates. Uh, three girls now. I live with three girls. I'm kind of the odd man out. Uh, it's weird because I feel like I just don't have a lot to talk about with them, right? It's just kind of weird being a guy with three girls. They have a lot of topics of conversation I just don't know about. Makeup, guys things like that and then I found out when girls spend a lot of time together when they live together um, their periods will actually sync up have you guys heard this yeah that's a real thing their cycles will uh, sync up and I was like fuck one more thing I'm going to be left out of you know Uh, but you know lo and behold the time that month rolled around my hemorrhoids started acting up so uh, I really felt like I was one with the group you guys I bleed too I'm a true feminist okay um, no, hashtag me too. Uh, is that what that hashtag's for? I think I, I get it. I, I know what that, I know what the me too movement's about. Uh, though I am fully supportive, very supportive of the me too movement. I think it's important. Uh, but it did ruin my favorite hashtag. Um, cause now I can't use that hashtag as I used to anymore. Right. I can't just be like, I wanted the other day, my friend posted a picture of him at like in and out and I was like, Oh, I was just there. Hashtag me too. And he was like, people were asking me, like, did you get, like, sexually assaulted in an In-N-Out? Like, what, what happened? Was it off the, did you order off the secret menu? Uh, was it animal style? No. Uh, um, no. Um, yeah, if you, uh, if you can't tell, I'm single. Uh, <laughs> I've been single for a while now. Um, and uh, I don't know. I... Just don't worry about me, though, guys. Don't worry about me, because I am just swimming in pussy. Just swimming in ankle deep. I really can't even, I can't tell you guys enough about it. Because uh, my ex's uh, landlord won't let her take the cats. So uh, I got two lovely little furballs at home. That's a pussy cat joke, guys, if you weren't following along. I know this is really intellectual humor. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'll try to keep you guys up and up to date. No, but I, I, I've uh, I've got two lovely lovely cats at home. I do love my cats. I am actually a, a proud cat father, cat cat 
cat cat dude. What do you what do you call it? When you, like when a girl loves her cats, you call her like a crazy cat lady or something, right? But when a guy loves his cats, there's not really a name for it yet. Like I I used to try to say like cat man, but that just sounds like the saddest superhero ever, right? Like, cat man, the power to put on 25 pounds and cry in the shower. Cat man, faster than speeding loneliness. I think I now I just go with Cat Daddy. I think that's the best sounding one. Uh, does that sound good to you guys, Cat Daddy? We'll stick with that. I asked that at one show, and the guy yelled out, "How about queer?" <laughs> Thanks a lot, homophobia guy. The show wouldn't be complete without you. But I thought about it, and I was like, you know, people would probably be less surprised if I told them I was gay than I told them that I love my cats. Uh, maybe that's San Francisco for you, you know, like we're just very supportive here. But the look that I get when I tell people I love my cats is like, really? 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 For those of you who don't know that look, it's the same look that you get when you ask somebody for a phone charger and they hand you an iPhone charger and you're like, actually, I use Android. And they're like, really? 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 Android, huh? You're not an Apple guy? Really? You don't like dogs? You're not a dog guy? Really? Fuck you, you apple shit lords, all right? I love my cats. I'm tired of this bullshit. Uh, I do love my cats. No, really. Uh, thanks, thanks for the shout. Yeah. No, but they, they actually do a lot of things for me that my ex wouldn't. Uh, uh, head out of the gutter, guys, okay? Okay. Uh, no, they, uh, I'll think of a couple things. Uh, for instance, uh, they, I don't even have to ask them to come hang out on the toilet with me. Uh, they just run right in. They run an Olympic slalom through my legs. If I leave the door, it wouldn't even a crack. But she was like, what the fuck are you asking me this for? I'm like, listen, a king is no king without his queen on his throne, okay? It's not me time. It's us time. Um, I don't know. What else? Uh, they don't get nearly as mad when I feed them cat food. Uh, she was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I'm like, listen, we're not eating at Michelin-rated restaurants every night, okay? Plus, it seems like you might need the fiber because you will get on the toilet with me. Um, oh, one thing, though, they do look me right in the eyes when I masturbate, though. Uh... Not super sure how I feel about that one. On the one hand, it's nice to know that somebody cares about me. Uh, on the other hand, they just don't blink, guys. It's weird, okay? I have these weird, oh, weird eyes. No. You guys, anyone here like fishing? Have you got any fishing fans here? Sure. <laughs> Whatever, just tell the fucking joke. <laughs> I do, I do like fishing, though. Uh, I went fishing the other day to the fishing hole. That's where you go fishing, if you didn't know. Uh, and I went, and there was a sign there that said, uh, must be at least 10 inches to take home. I was like, what is this, Tinder? Uh, I do treat fishing a lot like I treat picking up women, though, is that I just kind of... Uh, get really drunk and sit there for like six hours and just hope something happens, you know? Best case scenario, I catch something and like, it's gotta be the dumbest fish in the pond, right? Probably wanna catch and release that fish. Uh, but most of the time it's really just me going drunk, home alone and smelling like power bait both ways. Uh, 
No, it's tough though. I mean, I, I I was in a relationship for six years, so when I came out of the relationship, I hadn't like I was inexperienced in the dating app game, which uh, I found out is is tough. It's a tough because, man, people are just so dishonest on those things, right? Like you can't. Nobody tells the truth about themselves, right? I, for instance, like what 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 does every girl on these dating apps like, right? They like wine, right? They like books. They like cars. They like adventure, right? When you show up to the date and you're Maserati with your copy of Mein Kampf and the wizard's robe drinking Franzia, they look at you like some kind of asshole, all right? This is what you wanted. This is what you said, okay? I'm just trying to paint the picture you described to me, okay? God damn. It's tough. It's tough out there, guys. No, um... You guys, uh, we're a little bit out of the holiday season, right? We're, we're well out of it, but uh, there's one holiday that everyone forgot this year. Uh, it was the 25th anniversary of the first text message ever being sent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 1993 uh, or 97. They sent the first text message ever sent was uh, Merry Christmas. This was right around Christmas time, right? That's nice, right? And if you want to celebrate that, you can also celebrate an hour later the first ever text message being sent uh, of new phone. Who dis? Uh, and then an hour later, you can celebrate the first stick pic ever being sent. And then an hour later, the first block number. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also still not used to the dick pic game. Uh, I didn't send it to my ex. She knew what it looked like. There was no point. Uh, but I don't know, girls, what girls, they take so many pictures, right? What girls take pictures is like, eventually they all figure out their pose, right? Girls get that, like, whatever that fucking, like, weird giraffe pose is, where like, arm out, fucking ass out, head up, like, they've got the angles down. I do not have my dick pic angles down. Um, I've been trying to find it. Uh, I started from the top, and I realized that's it's not good. You get your spare tire in there. Nobody wants to see, like, rolling hills up to the Washington Monument, okay? Uh, I tried it from the side, but there's just no way to do that without looking like a serial killer. I don't know what it is. It's just like... <laughs> bad news. And I had a genius idea. I was like, what? It's got to be from the bottom, right? Because you got to get that extra fucking inch and a half from your balls to your dick that, like... It's like padding your resume, right? Like... <laughs> It's like all the girls are like, uh, you know, these jobs that want three to four years of experience for an entry-level position. It's like, well, listen up. I, uh, it's like this line. It's pretty much lying on your resume, which is what we all had to do, right? Uh, so I tried it, and, and then uh, it was a hard realization to figure out, like, that's how short my arms are. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, is this? Are you taking like pictures of chicken breasts? What's going on here? Uh, and I was like, okay, fine. I've got an idea. Get a selfie stick. Oh, I finally get the shot, okay? I'm gonna get the shot. Selfie stick goes down there, I take the picture, it looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I'm like, damn, this is gonna be impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm finally ready to send this bad boy out. And then I noticed one little detail. I looked at the picture and it was like this. I photobombed my own dick pic. <laughs> My smiling face in the back there. I can't even get into my mind. I can't even imagine sending that to a girl. Also, somehow my dick turned black. Uh, thanks, guys. That's my time. Bring up your host, Wendy. You guys keep it going for Marty. Uh, yeah.
you know what? It is like I also love cats. I have a cat, and my cat is just like. I hate her. She's just fucking, she's old and she's ugly and she just doesn't do anything. She's just like a slightly less racist version of my grandfather, basically, is what she does. And I have to take her to the doctor to get all sorts of stuff. Um, She has to get pills. And I remember the first time I was in there, the doctor was telling me how you crush up pills. And he was like, you take the pills, you put it between two spoons, you grind it together into a powder. And I was like, doc, do I look new to you right now? Do I look like somebody that you need to explain how to crush pills into a powder to? Because if that's the case, I look great today. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and th- it is like, there is a thing when you are a woman and you have a cat, uh, like people do, or they're like, oh my God, are you a crazy cat lady? And like, the thing is like, no, a, a cat is just a very convenient pet, okay? I live in an apartment, okay? I can't have a bear, all right? <laughs> That's what I can have. And like, (laughs) I don't have time for a dog and hamsters are fucking stupid. And so are you if you own one and you're above the age of 10. Um, But that's all I can have. Some women own it though. They're like, oh my God, I have three cats. I'm a crazy cat lady. I have three cats. I named them all after after Buffy characters. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy cat lady. You guys ready for your next comic? Awesome. I'm really excited to bring him up. He's also from Portland, just like me. He's one of my favorites. You guys, put your hands together and be real loud for Pedro Andrade. When it's beautiful. <laughs> Did you think I was going to start dancing? As big as I am, I can't be out here. Can't do it, man. Seriously, man, I'm so big, other Mexicans have to see my documents and shit. (laughs) How's everybody, too? So good to be here. Thank you so much, man. Give it up for your host, man, Wendy, rocking it. Fuck yeah, give it up for yourselves, too, right? Give it up for yourselves, man. So on what happens when Mexicans get drunk and raw dog Samoans? I know some people can't see me. I'm six foot four, I weigh 280 pounds. I uh, can never be a Latin lover, can't be on the dance floor, swinging my arms and kicking my feet, you know what I mean, without putting other people at risk. (laughs) Go out thinking I'm going to dance and have fun and end up with a felony, (laughs) a salsa and battery or something. (laughs) Yeah, then I get a... released back into the community as a registered salsa offender. (laughs) That's it, all right, I'll stop. It's okay. It's okay, man. I uh, smoke a lot of weed, so the... Anyways, that that has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) I, uh... You guys guys like music, right? This is a music town. Uh, the, the, the summer the summer song last year was Suavecito, Justin Bieber, Daddy Yankee. And uh, I can't relate, like as a Latino, I can't relate to that, you know, because like no, no one's ever told me Suavecito, which means it's like a seductive, slowly, you know. You know people always tell me Apurate, which means hurry up. Or Tan Rapido, which is that quick. I don't get Suavecito. My, uh, I haven't been doing comedy too long. I'm doing like for like about, 
I think this is like my third. I'm starting on my third year and uh, moved to Portland, uh, not not to do comedy, but I just I just moved there, and it turns out that that's what I end up doing. My brother called me the other day and asked me how my comedy career was going. I think it's funny he used the word career. Did they, ch- did they change his definition to like works for a few drinks? Because that's that's what's happening right here. How's my comedy career going? Let's see. Uh, the other day, a joke of mine got 20 likes on Twitter. Hell yeah. And I did a show at an abandoned car wash. I got paid with weed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I didn't tell my brother that. I don't want him to resent me. You know what I mean? Start hating on me. I don't really like talk to my family about comedy. Like I, I tried with my dad, but he tells me he doesn't get my jokes. I said, that's okay, dad. I never got your love, so. It's all good. Que gacho, Ta cabron. You know what, I'm almost like, I usually ask where's all my Latinos at, and usually no one ever says anything. So, bienvenido, or bienvenida, bienvenida ex, how are you? Well, I mean, calm down. Don't get mad about it. Like, there's more than one, and like the other person's like, "Hey, me too." <laughs> Cabron. Pero yeah, that's how it is. I was uh, I was born in Mexico. I've been in America most of my life. I uh, came out here in 1919. Uh, my family came out here in 1979. That also has nothing to do with the next joke. <laughs> I just I forgot. <laughs> Suddenly, I thought I was in therapy and shit. Out <laughs> uh, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of dudes are confused right now. They're like, ah, oh, man, you can't even hug a woman at work anymore without it being a problem. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that. Like, I don't have that way of thinking. Like, I never try to hug women, and I never expect a woman to hug me. I thank my mom for that. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, my, I was talking, to, talking about my brother earlier. My, uh, I have a nephew, his name is Tupac. Tupac, yeah, my brother loves rap music and shit. He's a producer, makes music and all that. Uh, but you know sibling rivalry, not to be outdone. When my, uh, when my son was born, I named him Big Pun. <laughs> eh, whatever. Should have said Biggie. See, that was funny. The, the fucking whatever. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I keep looking over here because like my notes are over there, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I wasn't, I, I was smoking a little hash, herbed, and uh, that's what happens. <laughs> I do have a son though. I do have a son. Um, right on. Yeah, clapping for for children. I have a son. His mom, his mom called me the other day. I'm not with his mom. Uh, she called me to tell me she was going to change his last name to, to his stepdad's name. And, uh, but I didn't trip. I didn't get mad or nothing. I actually thanked her. Because at least this time she warned me I was being replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give it up, man. Some good shit. <laughs> oh, man. Black Panther just came out. You guys go see Black Panther? Yeah, man, I work with I work with like underprivileged kids, and uh, there's a uh, you know there's different there's a diverse group of kids, and I, I I brought up at work I was like, hey, we should treat some of the African American kids, black kids, to the movie to the when it when it comes out, and uh, it's crazy how like how 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 because I most of the staff is white, and so some of the staff members were like, well, aren't the white kids gonna feel left out? And I was like, well, we could just treat them to I don't know, 
any movie ever made? God damn it. The fuck? Shit, man. The fuck is going Aren't they gonna feel left out? Anyways. What else is going on? I, uh, I, uh, I was driving, speaking of kids, I was driving by a school zone the other day in Oregon. I don't know how it is here, but uh, I don't know who decided that 20 miles an hour is the appropriate speed to hit a kid with your car. <laughs> but I'd like to find out. <laughs> like to find out. Not a lot of Latino comics growing up. I, I, I grew up in America. California and Washington State. Not a lot of Latino comics, uh, not really a lot of Latino actors or directors or writers, you know, at least that I knew of. I found out later to do my own research. But, you know, when you're going to school and stuff like that, they don't, they don't talk to you about that stuff. But I, but I will say this. If, I, if there was, like, one Latino that's influenced my comedy style the most, it's uh, definitely the Night Stalker. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. Yeah. He was killing it in L.A. For a little bit. And in mostly white rooms, too, so. <laughs> gotta, gotta give it up. Gotta give it up. Staying at a hotel here in San Francisco, you know? And I, I walked in, and, and I checked in, and it says there's a sign that says, if you smoke here, if we find out that you're smoking, we're going to charge you $25, right? And I thought to myself, like, so it's okay for me to come all over your bed, but no weed smoke? That's just a thought that I had. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of like xenophobia in America right now, right? Like people fucking talking shit. Donald Trump called Mexicans murderers and rapists, right? And uh, I gotta say this, like I wasn't surprised because like it's been, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been hearing shit most of my life, like people calling us beaners, wetbacks, illegal aliens. Happens all the time, man. Eh? Shit, even the other day, my doctor called me a borderline diabetic. <laughs> Fucking racist, right? <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. Doing the online dating thing, you know, OkCupid and Plenty of Fish and Craigslist, all of that. <laughs> I, even, I even, like, saw an advertisement for a, a, a dating site called Farmers Only. Dot com. I don't know if you guys see the, get those commercials here. Anybody here familiar? Yeah. So I, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. I try setting up a profile, but as soon as I enter my name, my first name, they rerouted me to Farm Workers Only. <laughs> dot com. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, Mexicans have been getting fucked by American farmers for centuries. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> Is my time? Is that time? Oh, okay, sorry. I, I sorry, said it's cool. No, it's cool. We're moving around. We're having fun, right? That's what we're doing at this motherfucker. Where's the liquor, man? What the fuck? Man, that's dope, man. I never. I know that sucks. I'm about to go get faded after this set. Anybody want to join me? At this point, I'm just talking, just mumbling shit out. Don't really. Yeah, but my, my friend, he doesn't, uh, my best friend, he doesn't believe in online dating. He prefers meeting women the old-fashioned way. But it's working out for him, too. Found out he's fucking my abuelita. <laughs> Should have realized something was up a couple months ago when he started calling me mijo. I don't know where. <laughs> it's like, no mames, wey, calmala. 
so I live in Portland, but I'm originally from like Washington State. Like, I t- like I, I've been living there for a long time. And um, one of the things about Portland is that you know, being around, it's, it's primarily white. It's a lot of white people there, and it start you know, it starts to kind of Portland starts to rub off on you. Like, and I say that because the other day I caught myself referring to America as ill-gotten <laughs> instead of just stolen. <laughs> Using words like referred and shit. And then I go back visit. Then I go back home to visit, and, and then they they notice it too, right? Like I was at a bar, and uh, at one point the bartender's like, "Hey, you sound like a whitewashed Mexican now." I was like, "No mames, culero, como que whitewashed Mexican?" Poquito más de respeto, cabrón. Soy cliente, but he didn't understand. I guess he didn't speak Spanish. So I was like, "Hey, that's colonized Mexican to you." And then I ordered an IPA and some tater tots and a cider ranch. <laughs> Stop me. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things, like, there's a lot of, like, stereotypes about Latinos is that, like, a lot of us are, one of the stereotypes is that I think, like, we're, like, cholos and shit, or, like, we can be, like, a lot of us, or whatever, gang-related, or whatever. At least we're, at least in the Northwest. Um, but, like, I've never been in a gang. I mean, I, when I was young, I hung out with, a, with, some, with some dudes, called ourselves, like, what we used to do is we used to go around and we used to steal Cadillac ornaments, Cadillac cars, and, and we, like, hang them on our, on our belts, like, keychains and shit. Call ourselves the, the Cadillac boys. <laughs> Though, like, in retrospect, we should have called ourselves the Evidence boys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, I think that's my time. So I want to wel- I wanted you to welcome back your host, Wendy Ways. You guys keep it going for Pedro Andrade. And I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm saying it now. He was your last comic of this show. You guys give it up for everyone that you've seen today. Uh, stick around for the next show. Hey, and if anybody wants to drink, please remember, go to Asiento Bar up on the corner. They have happy hour pricing all night long for anybody from the festival. So if you want any drinks, Asiento on the corner, happy hour pricing all night long. Go get a drink at Asiento. We'll be back in 10 minutes with our next show, Millennials versus Gen Xers. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you 
want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Friends of the pod, we got Critter McDonald over here, and uh, where's the queen in the bathroom? The queen is on her way, most likely, using somebody else's phone to call me, so I'm having to answer it. The queen! <clears throat> Hello, Bob. In studio. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Lulu, quote unquote, Black Panther. Oh. Abel Thomas. Okay, hey. <laughs> Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. <laughs> it only happens when her devil horns are up. <laughs> That's oh, our man. bat signal. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so today will be the, uh, the hazing of uh of lulu because mm. uh, ah. we, we've become a because you're a virgin and it's our first show of the year it true is. that is true that is true it is uh lulu actually looks like the weekend without the ridiculous hair oh <laughs> uh, i'll take it yeah, yeah I, like <laughs> I was it. thinking about that do i want to look like the weekend uh, <laughs> yeah yeah trust me you do yeah I yes. have a t- I have a teacup Yorkie at my house, and I can I can put him on top of your head, and you look exactly like <laughs> weekend. <laughs> well, he's from um, South Africa, so I don't know. It might be. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like Johannesburg born Canadian yeah. or something like that. I don't know. He's yeah. confused, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sounds like Stephanie from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now. What well, she's she's like Vietnamese and Chinese born Danish, but she's like, not confused oh, wow. about it. Yeah, she's very confused about it. What does she uh, identify as? as American, probably Danish. Yeah. Oh, Danish. <laughs> she identifies well, as Danish. Reese is Welsh. He is he is Welsh, but he's um he's like San Jose born Welsh <laughs> and Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, he's a beautiful mixture, <laughs> but a hard ass. 
How does what? <laughs> just a hard ass. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> just a hard ass, like, almost open-ended. <laughs> he warned me about you, Bob. I, I know. I said, well, Bob has his uses, and right now I'm using him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I dominate you, too. Whoa. He loves it. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a family affair. Madeline okay. is actually honing her domination skills on him as well. He's good practice material. Huh. And, um, and, <laughs> and her daughter, Katie, uses me for emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. See, it's yeah, genetic. See, I, you get it from your kids. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's the only one who stays out of that. <laughs> yeah. How old is your, um, your daughter? Which one? Oh. Uh, the oldest is 28. 28. And a half. Is there anyone like 22, 21? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other one's 22. Yeah, she's single. Mm-hmm. Oh. And she's awfully cute. Hey. <laughs> I have awesome pictures. You have pictures? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Hmm. She hates it when I set her up, but <laughs> she, I'm sure I she, don't care. I'm sure she wouldn't mind with this one, you know what I mean? Woo! <laughs> 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 Lulu inadvertently sliding into D. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. 2019, now we do. <laughs> so, so speak, speaking of sliding into DMs, my my ex. Okay, this is how I slid into her DMs. Oh, here we go. Twi- I was on Exes. Twitter. I was on Twitter, and um, and I was just like, kind of, I was just kind of subtweeting. I mean, obviously, I, I was definitely subtweeting actually right. about this girl. Right. And um. And I just started posting up pictures of like Pokeballs. Mm, okay. okay. There's a char- it starts with Charizard. Who's Pokeballs? And then that's a good question. I started tweeting out <laughs> pictures of a Pokeball being thrown. Right. And the last picture was right into her DMs. Oh. And it was Charizard coming out in her DM. And my caption was, hey. "Can I slide?" <laughs> can so Luna's looking at a picture of Madeline. I'm pretty sure Nikki took because she used it for her um, birthday party. Where card. She, she, oh, where does she live? She's in the Bay. In Foster City, she lives with me. Oh yeah, I live together. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Might have to come yeah. over for supper. <laughs> <laughs> she cooks. Oh, yeah? Uh, so do I. <laughs> I have yet to have a bite of that turkey. Hilario, come on. When you cooking that shit? Um, I should be cooking it, like, tomorrow. I mean, like, but that, that'd be after work, so I don't know how that's I thought gonna we were going to have, like, a barbecue, and it's January. Yeah, it's, it's well. You could wait cold. for the summer, you know, when the sun comes out. You know, I'm not wait that long. I, I do was, have, I was I do promised. Have, uh, I was promised his turkey. Yeah. Thanksgiving 2017. Hey. And then yeah. he brought one this Thanksgiving, <laughs> right. but it wasn't ready until everybody left. Oh man. I mean, so, you could have waited. <laughs> I couldn't. I had another place to go. I had to go see the kids True. and the body cast. We're very social. <laughs> <laughs> I think turkeys are kind of overrated, if you ask me. Well, this is brined. 
Is what? It's it's brine and it's cooked by me. <laughs> okay. okay, see that's why I don't fuck him because I'd have to fuck his ego first. <laughs> it's a double pack- package. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Ca- I come. With I don't baggage. do egos. Oh. Oh, I come with baggage. Yeah, you, we all know how that turned out last time. <laughs> oh shit! That's da- a wild show. Dax has a hell of an ego. I'm gonna throw. You're that not out supposed there. to say his name on the air, you know. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't do that. If you're listening, Dax, I didn't do that. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna throw Ooh, you under the bus, Dax. <laughs> so, so da- Dax is, um, you ever see the movie Hot Tub Time Machine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you know, like Dax is like that one guy in mm-hmm. this era that's that belongs in that era. Ah, Rock, I see. Rocker, performer, big hair, like you know, doesn't give a fuck. About oh, his style. hair is crazy. Yeah, his, <laughs> his, I love it. I love his hair. His his hair is almost your size. It's uh, really no joke. Oh shit, it's yeah. longer. Yeah, it's that's longer. Like, no, I'm not even kidding. He you. puts long. it back in a ponytail sometimes. But is I it like long it and beautiful? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it is, and it's and, the best part of him. I, oh. keep, I keep telling him I only see him occasionally <laughs> and like I'm hilarious with Dax cause like he's such a fucking character right. and um da- Dax I walked up to him and I was like damn Dax I fucking love your hair tonight like, <laughs> you know happy new year uh how much was the perm? No. <laughs> it's like, you, you know what, bro? I did my perms myself. It's one of my defining features. And I was like, what's her name? You didn't like that, huh? I'm like, what's her name? <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, I was like, you know what, Dax? Like, we're going to make a bet like sometime this year, and you're going to lose, and you're going to have to cut all oh, that no. off. Don't do that. See, I had a... I Afro I'd like I to see bald it, so. Dax. I would like to see bald Dax too. Bald Dax. That doesn't sound right. Oh, I'll show you bald Dax. Bald Dax. Oh God. Dexy bald. Oh shit. Bald Dax. <laughs> there we go. I don't even know Dax, and I'm <laughs> cracking at him. You might beat my ass. <laughs> oh, he's he's full of material. I'm not even kidding him. <laughs> what up, Dax? <laughs> if you're listening, what up? That's Dax. Is he? That was my birthday. Oh shit! True. Oh yeah, he does look like he was born in the wrong era. <laughs> he was. He's you know, about he, he's about fifty two or something like he that. He has oh, green true. eyes. Yeah, he does. That's cool. You, hair. you never you never really notice it because he's wearing glasses and the hair's covering his fucking face. Yeah, but when he was at my place, he took his glasses off. Yeah, he oh. might be mixed with something. Oh, he's a very. He's very, very mixed. mixed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got a lot of different shit going he's, on. He's, uh, I, I mean, like, his, I think his, like, dominant, like, um, nationality is black. <laughs> no, it's Mexican. Is it Mexican? He was born in Mexico. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I've met black people in Mexico. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be a racist or anything. No, he's, a he, okay, pot. so, so Mexican, I know about Mexican, Irish, and Greek. Oh, oh that, that explains all the hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, because his hair is like. Oh my god. His hair is like curly, kinda. You know. I I love Greek women. Super curly. Greek women. Greek women are. Have I met a Greek woman? Is, I don't know. is that a generalization, or do you have any specific? Um, no, no, it's, it's a generalization uh, <laughs> because like I've I've went to I went to like middle and like high school with like a lot of Greek women, mm-hmm. and um, they they've all just been like so good looking and so nice and like really smart and like mm. they would help me out with like you know stuff like girls, and I'm like 
I've been looking after like the wrong girls in high school, <laughs> but fuck it. Like I'm only I'm a teenager. She... Like I'm gonna make my mistakes. Yeah. Well, you never knew Sophie. Who's Sophie? Sophie was Bobby's wife, and she was the cook at the pier in Point Arena when uh, I was a kid. Okay. And um, she was Greek. She uh, was from Greece. Greece. Bobby met her in World Greasy. War Two <laughs> and brought her home. He married her. Oh, you said World War Two? Mm-hmm. Wait, she was about Bob? this it's tall. Bob? Other Bob. Oh, okay. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Harper. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Was my dad's best friend. Oh, I see. <sighs> this was ages and ages ago. Yeah, well, yeah. World War Two. Right. He wasn't around. I wasn't born. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Not even a twinkle. <laughs> I'm very flattered. Anyway, she, she had such a thick accent. So she, um, we'd be fishing on the pier, and uh, she'd be cooking her cheeseburgers, and. Right. Uh, when they were done, she'd come out, she'd yell, Alexis, Christina, your cheeseburgers are ready. <laughs> Sounds Italian. No, she was Greek. Greek, yeah. Cheeseburgers. Burgers. Yeah, they, they roll their R's very well. They do. Well. They yeah. roll Cheeseburger. It was really hard to understand her sometimes. <laughs> True. Kind of like Russian. Cheeseburger. Uh, <laughs> she probably infused her burgers with feta cheese and shit. Oh, <laughs> Carrots. Mm. <laughs> feta. Oh. Quesadilla. <laughs> hey, Bob, you didn't finish your, uh, your story with your, uh, your ex. No, okay, so... You're in the DMs. That's what you No, I, I did. Like, how I slid into the DMs was uh, I sent her the final picture of, like, Charizard coming out of the Pokeball. Oh. And then I asked her if I could slide, and then she was like, yeah. Oh, uh, and that was it. So you're back in, or oh no? No, no, that was when I first started going out with her. Oh, uh, that ended badly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna talk that, about it. We ain't gonna talk ended about badly. it. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna talk I mean, about they, it. Thankfully, she beat cancer, but like that oh, ended shit. badly. Yeah. Talk about Sunday when I get back. Okay. Yeah, I heard you did something something malicious on uh, on Sunday. Oh man! Okay. Yeah, so she, I, she told me the preview about it. She didn't tell me the full story. I, uh, I, well, first I'd want to apologize to uh, <laughs> T.L. Lin, <laughs> Twee Lin, and uh, T.L. Lin, we apologize. I, uh, man, <laughs> I, um, uh, so Sunday, Sunday, I, I was supposed to go to this show right. with Twee Lin as the headliner, and mm. um, it's like for this, right. and like I, nor- I normally go out and support all, all of our friends and right, like, right, their right. gigs and stuff like that. Do your best, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I got off of work early, and then I, I picked up my daughter from the airport, right. and, um, and uh, that's that was supposed. To, yeah, <laughs> that was supposed to only take like an hour or something like that. Right, she's right. very independent. Like she, right. you know, she'd rather stay in like other places. I'm like, I respect that. Right, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but this time, like, she just wanted to spend time with me or whatever a little bit longer. And right. like, I just made the conscious decision of not going to tw- Twee's um Twee's gig, and I knew oh, exactly shoot. what I did. Yeah, I knew exactly what I did. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, Critter's gonna be pissed, but like, my daughter's needy. Like, I don't know, like, I gotta balance my options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to do what you gotta do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, um, that, that only lasted so long, but it was just a little bit too late to go to the show, right? Right, right. And, um, I while at the show, Critter, Critter, and the Queen, Quen Mejia, mm. was, um, 
they were just like kind of waiting for me but they were watching the show i mean they had a right. good time I think. yeah i'm pretty sure they had a good time Gee. it's like tweed's a tweed's an amazing vocalist uh but damn like i i wanted to hear her so badly but then, <laughs> oh she's a singer yeah she's a singer oh, i wanted to hear her and uh it's like this. her it's like her normal shit yeah like true man and um so i was i was just at the bar and like it's karaoke night at route 92 and, uh, <laughs> you couldn't miss it huh <laughs> i mean like i had nothing to do it was a little bit too late to go to it was a little bit too late to go to, to, go to yeah okay yeah it didn't make sense huh yeah it, it made sense it made sense to me to go to route 92 hmm. but then Crit critter and quinn came in like really late because they i left them hanging yeah I mean, like, hopefully it was a good show. Sure. And um, <laughs> I was like smoking a cigarette with my uh, with my friend Joel, who's yeah. like this amazing singer who right. also knows Critter. And um, we were just having a conversation. I was like, "Fuck, I feel bad." And Joel's like, "What happened?" And I was like, "I made a conscious decision to just come here instead of the show to support my own show." And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, but I, "But I mean, Critter and Quinn are there, so like, it should be okay." Damn. At least for Tweed, but That's I don't know. Up. I felt, but then like it had perfect timing, and I was like, because I, I was talking to Joel, and I was like, I'm pretty sure at any moment Critter's gonna come in, and uh, <laughs> she's gonna come in and probably just like smack the shit out of me, <laughs> and right like not even a beat changes, she's storming outside, just slaps the fuck out of me. Is she coming right now? And then um, like this this is happening like in, <laughs> on Sunday, and she just slaps the fuck out of me, and I look at Joel. And he was like, "No." And then I stormed back in, and I okay. said, "Don't yeah. ever do that again." <laughs> yeah. That, okay. So she storms back in. One beat change happens, and then I look at Joel, and then we both said, "I deserve that." <laughs> <laughs> and it Fair just enough. happened that way. Like it was like such a it was such a subtle moment. I was just like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you deserve that ass kicking I gave you at the door. Yeah. You always know when you deserve something. You, know? <laughs> you always know. <laughs> what, then he came in and he apologized profusely. So. Yeah. Did and he, he, he did put dirt on your sh off your shoulder and to... Um, appease me oh i i had already had that in because i knew i had to do that yeah yeah i had like dan let me put in damage three control <laughs> dan let me put in three songs so I, I explained to him what's going to happen like it's gonna, it was gonna be catastrophic he's like okay what's your third song and i was like you know exactly what it is he puts it in. <laughs> i didn't even have to say the title he just puts it in and i was so, like that's right <laughs> so sunday quinn and i went to twee show at JJ's right. in San Jose, and we had a wonderful time. There are a bunch of live videos on our Facebook page, and mm. you can check them out. I saw all of them. I will be posting them <laughs> on the YouTube when I get a chance. Check it it check takes check me it, check it, check hours it. to do everything I need to do for this podcast every Ooh. week. <laughs> hours and hours and hours. Dedication. Plus, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of other shit. So life, um, things, yeah, <laughs> life and death. Oh, and, and death. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it takes me forever to get anything done, period. I have to pace myself. So those those, uh, those live videos are on our Facebook page. Also, the links to download and listen live 
which if you're hearing this, you um, may be listening live. Live. And uh, yeah, you stream. We have SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, blah, Instagram. blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and media. our phone number to call in is 415-550-0511. That's 415 415- Five five zero zero five one one. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we would really, really enjoy some posts on our Facebook page by our visitors. We have a ton right. of you guys, and we know you listen to us. And uh, we would love some comments. Uh, if you want to like uh, ask ask us to try and get somebody on the show, we'll do that. You right. know, just yeah. Make yourselves known, okay? Big thanks. All right, that's um, that's the uh, technical stuff. That's the, the ad. <laughs> <laughs> now we should be interviewing Lulu. No, uh, an interview. Okay, oh, okay. So Lulu, um, here we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Question number one: You're in the sh- you're in the shower and you're feeling yourself. What song do you sing? <laughs> uh, pause. <laughs> Thinking about me in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about everything. Here. We talk about everything. everything. Yeah, um, we're very candid. <laughs> what song am I? thinking of uh what song are you singing in the shower oh am i singing yeah fuck i don't know probably drake <laughs> probably <laughs> you know how laskins do you know? <laughs> you know you know you know drake is half jewish right yeah yeah he's that's why he's so successful you know <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> He's connected. <laughs> His mom's his manager. <laughs> oh man! Shout out, to, shout out to all the Jews. <laughs> Boy, thank you. <laughs> shout out! Shout out! Shout out! I wouldn't even know that except for Twenty Three and Me. <laughs> I was. Th- I okay. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna help about this. I've I've been meaning to do 23 and Me to see, like just once and for all, just to prove to everybody that I'm like 100 percent like Filipino. Like, <laughs> in the oh, back. is that like you find like your background and stuff? Yeah, it, I'm just gonna waste like a hundred bucks just to <laughs> just for it to say, yeah, bro, you're like 100 percent Filipino. It's not a waste, Bob. You find Gee. out all kinds of cool stuff. I know what I am. Uh, I'm going to get the paper. It's going to be like 100% Filipino. Here's your history. <laughs> nah, That's not I'm, all you can find out. Really? Really. Did you do it, Lulu? I'm pretty sure I'm half British, half West African, half Jamaican, half Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I'm pretty sure British is in me. You well, know. judging by your size, I'm pretty sure the portions are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big guy. How tall are you, babe? All areas. Um, last time I checked, I was 6'4", but I'm probably like 6'6 six, six now, to be honest. You mean... You you're haven't not, measured not yourself that. since you grew two inches? No, I, I I don't I don't really measure. Only if I go to the doctor, then you know, mm. then they check and they tell me. They're not very good at that. They told me I was like four nine, and I'm not. Oh, I'm so almost five foot. <laughs> Shorty. I, I went to the doctor and I said, is, <laughs> "Is this usual? I mean, I know some of my discs are compressing, but really right. seriously?" He said, "User error." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, no, but that's fun size though. That's the you know. I'm six foot flat, yeah, cool like size. the candy, <laughs> <I'm> fun size. 
<laughs> you say you're six foot. I'm six foot flat. flat. And uh, some, sometimes, if my hair plays correctly, I'm six one. Oh, okay. <laughs> six one on a good day. Like today. Like yeah. today. <laughs> on a gel day. <laughs> today is six one. <laughs> today I'm six one. Oh, hey, how tall are you? Six one. Six one. <laughs> Yesterday I was six uh, foot. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> oh, snap. Do you play basketball? Um, I, don't mean, I don't mean to sound racist or anything. I just, nah, wait a second. No. He, he addressed that in his routine, in his set. Did last, I? Last you, week. Did. you did. What did I say? You said um, something to the effect, oh, and there are live videos of Iman's uh, comedy show, and you can see <laughs> our guest, Lulu, yes. on our Facebook page, live who, videos. Who looks on cross between <clears throat> Khalid and The Weeknd? Yay. <laughs> He's eye candy. I'm sexy. So, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> Anyways, you said, yeah, um, people ask you if you play basketball all the yes. time. Um, well, I, I said I was lazy, so I didn't never. <laughs> right. I was never going to make it. So just, there's no point. But now, nah, um, I never thought of playing basketball. I mean, people told me, but I never liked it. So I never, you know. Yeah. Oh, I don't like basketball combat. either unless I'm playing it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch, but to play, nah. Because every time I play, my finger will get, like, jammed up, like, with the ball and uh-huh. shit. Uh, I yeah. it, so. It's the opposite for me. I prefer playing it rather than... Well, I figured, if you gra- <laughs> I figured if you grab the ball with two hands, you'd probably deflate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in school, the girls hated me because I'd go under them. Yeah? Oh. <laughs> I had oh. an advantage that they couldn't get away from. <laughs> and I could still shoot a hoop. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and well in Gambia uh, soccer is like the well yeah soccer is the popular sport so you yeah. know you play soccer you get all the girls so. oh you're you're actually pretty good height for soccer to be honest um, I've, I've yeah. met David Beckham Okay, I've met David. You've Beckham. met David Beckham. I've made. Oh, he's I've made met David. Yeah, he's yeah. a name dropper. I'm surprised you haven't been 86 from the root. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because I don't name drop over there. That's <laughs> <laughs> so Jeanette can hear. <laughs> no, I've met David Beckham, and David Beckham is actually a pretty tall guy. He's like, uh, I, I mean, he might he's not, not be that tall. tall. I don't think so. Maybe no. six feet, six one. No, the, when I met him, he was definitely taller than me. Yeah, he was looking yeah, tall that day. He was like six two. <laughs> Maybe I'm taller than him now because like that was when I was like 21. I wasn't done growing. Oh yeah, he's yeah. not that tall. Trust me, he doesn't look that tall. You guys are like great Danes. You just keep growing and growing and growing. <laughs> well, I mean, Lulu started when he was like three years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hormones. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I can't stop growing. We got an announcement. Oh, there is. Okay, uh, I'm gonna start recruit. Well, maybe I should start recruiting because, um, or maybe I should just let Iman have all the stress. Shout out to Iman Dismore. Iman. Uh, Iman Dismore. Iman. That's the guy. You know. That's the man right there. But um, I told. Wouldn't let me tag him. I told him. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, his, his privacy settings are like kind of strange. It's because like he doesn't like. I don't Maybe know. that's why I can't tag Russell. Private guy. The pri- the privacy settings. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Russell, you can tag him in everything. No, I can't. Really? On Facebook, on on uh, when he's here on the show, I can't tag him. Oh shit. Yeah, and Sparkles was having trouble tagging him too. 
Well, maybe it's his privacy settings. It might be. I'm going to talk to him about it. Maybe he blocked you. When I see him tonight. Russell, if you're listening, you better change your damn privacy settings. Call yeah, in. Russell, are you going to call in? Russell. Because uh, Gail calls in shortly after five. Anyways, usually he calls in if he can. He's I, at work. I, okay. made, uh, I made Gail's brain melt last week. <laughs> All wanna, by myself. I want to hear about that because I was outside. Okay, so I don't know. I was just like... I mean, everybody was just kind of silent. Like nobody, nobody was like really engaging Gail. I was the only person engaging Gail, and um, I never yeah, usually. Quinn was busy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, Quinn wasn't here. Right, I went yeah, to get her. She wasn't here. Yeah, and so I was just engaging Gail, and I, it, it, be, it was like my first time like really having a conversation with Gail. And uh, Gail, believe it or not, is like a sharp mind for somebody who's like. 89. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's> not. <laughs> that's just a wild guess. We don't really know. You're how sure old she's she not is. just 69? Mm. Whoa. <laughs> God, God, bless, God bless America. Guess number 69. <laughs> 69. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But um, but I was just having a conversation with her, and she's like, Bob, you're fucking ridiculous. I'm going. <laughs> That's pretty much how I went. I, I mean, like, obviously, I can't keep track of like her fucking like conspiracy theories and schemes to get money. And oh shit, <laughs> she wants like, free money. Free money. Don't we all? I so, wish. Here's here's her plan. Okay, oh, I, she, I got, I got she needs a hearing aid, and she doesn't have one. Yeah. And she doesn't listen to the show, but she calls in every week. Okay. Yeah, she calls in in about 30 minutes. She A little bit over 30 minutes. Well, she calls in shortly after 5. Yeah, like five, 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 oh four, five. She wants five. to sponsor me or something, you know? <laughs> Give me a little money. <laughs> Anyways, no, her, you will hear from Gail. No, yeah. her her plan is to for us to go viral and then just drag Gail along as <laughs> a staple of like our act. And so far, she's been calling Mutiny Radio at the same time. For fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> and she always wants to know if we've seen Anthony Medina. Anthony oh, Medina made a splash on I her. I friended him uh, the other day. He popped up on my, uh, you know. Oh, I've, I've been friends with Anthony Medina for a long Social time. Media. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never met him, so. Really? Really. Oh, well, he was kind of a quiet guy, but great host. But uh, so something happened. Like, I tried getting him on the show. And uh, do you know Anthony Medina? Me no. Lulu? No. He's he's also a stand up. Oh. Yeah. Stand up. I mean, you know, yeah, but he's he's <laughs> one of <laughs> <laughs> Takes him a minute. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um he used to have a show here and right. like he's more of a host rather than a comedian. Okay. Yeah. True. Shout out to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, shout out to Anthony yeah. Medina if you're listening. Shout out. But something something happened between um Pam and uh Anthony Medina, I think. What happened? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. He didn't open mm. up about it. He just said she uh, didn't invest with him, did she? What? Invest? Invest no. with him? Sexual no. healing? No. <laughs> no, she did not. No. See, that's that's Gail's trip. Oh. Okay. Sexual healing. <laughs> oh, is that a new keyboard? It is. Sweet. New, new old keyboard. New old keyboard. Yeah. So, um, new old keyboard. how did you how did you decide to start doing comedy? Comedy? Well, I mean, I've been funny since '96, the year I was born. So I figured school's not for me. So I might as well, you know, 
find something to do and uh my first stand-up i watched was uh russell peters you know him yeah yeah that's the guy uh my friend uh ablai uh shout out to ablai Foon, both of them uh he showed me the video and i didn't know what stand-up was and then i saw the video and i'm like oh shit i want to do that and then yeah and then once i moved to america and stuff i was like you know fuck school let me focus on you know stand-up and stuff but yeah so so far it's been all good and smooth so you just do stand-up i mean i'm a comedian uh gigolo uh <laughs> you know model oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 anything for a buck eh <laughs> yeah i mean i could do it for free too i don't mind <laughs> oh man you know practice you know lift yeah oh lift too yeah shout out to lift <laughs> i'm missing all the rights actually sitting down here you know T- it's peak hours publicity babe T- tell me uh tell me your weirdest um passenger on lift the weirdest oh shit yesterday <laughs> yesterday oh man she's gonna be on my set <laughs> she was crazy she, she was like i don't know like 50 something i don't know what whatever but i picked her up from a bar and i picked her up i said how you doing and bam she just goes talks about all the problems talking about how she never going to fight and you know she wanted to fight some lady and whatever and now she's going to her ex's house to have sex with him <laughs> and she's she getting it and she doesn't want to go and she keeps calling him and like are you sure you want me to come but I'm on the way going to his house. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just weird. But then eventually she got there. She was telling me how, like, she loves sex and all that stuff. And she never been a black guy and all that. I don't know if she was hitting on me, but <laughs> she was too above my, you know, my age, my age range. So. Oh, you don't like older room? I mean, if she had ass, I would, I would consider it. All my boyfriends are younger than me. Yeah? Yeah. I only got one white one, too. Oh, Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Raw, <laughs> but da- not. Dax is definitely not one of them. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> off the menu. Poor Dax. Somebody else is off the menu too, and oh, he doesn't man. realize it. Oh shit! <laughs> Even though I've been pretty, uh, pretty open about that. Shout out to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what to dance people? <laughs> she. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> so, so this Pat, you dropped this passenger off at yeah. her ex's house yeah. yeah so i'm pretty sure they had sex so <laughs> <laughs> it was like two in the morning <laughs> i'm pretty sure they had sex yeah because girls like doing that like they'll invite you over two in the morning and they say no sex like why am i here at two in the morning to come talk to you like you could just call me <laughs> like why am i here <laughs> you know like i don't want to come talk at two in the morning sleep <laughs> it's not what i do it i, I asked oh, nikki the same thing two years ago <laughs> yeah yeah it's like why invite me you know <laughs> oh i just want to talk why? to you why but she friend zoned you <laughs> that's the worst stay away from no, the i mean like no i'd like Nick, nikki is fu- i love nikki yeah she's, she's a smart she's cookie. A great friend yeah she's fucking crazy mm. and smart True. she's crazy and smart and that's like a dangerous combination dangerous mm-hmm. but that i still love her. So i still dangerous. love her still love that girl <laughs> we all love nikki she was here last week hey. yeah she was oh that reminds here. me i still have haven't seen the pictures that she took with her in them and um, was I was going to Sunday. She, I don't understand her. 
Neither do I. Hmm. I don't understand her standard. I, I said, understand uh, her. I will be the judge of that. And she said, lol, okay. And then she didn't show them to me. So, tonight, I'm going to... Shout out to Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. We'll <laughs> you, see you tonight you, at Dan Demolition's karaoke Nikki? show. You have. I have? Yeah. Where? Oh, did uh, you... When I was talking to you and Ryan last yeah. week, um, she, came, she came up to me and, um, like, put a pack of cigarettes in oh. my fucking pocket. Yeah. Oh, shit. True. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, yeah. She's got long brown hair, black so, at the ends, hey. and... Uh, She's got these beautiful lifetime. You said what? Enormous, <laughs> what you say? Ass? Enormous Ukrainian eyes. Oh, eyes! I think uh, eyes. Uh, <laughs> oh, eyes! I said eyes. I said eyes. Oh, no, no, no. Her, her most Nikki's defining feature is her eyes. V- oh, eyes. Yes, okay, and eyes. Nikki does have a very nice ass. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in pants. I have yeah. seen it out of pants. It's, it's <laughs> also very nice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is how comfortable Nikki and I are. Okay, I go to her house and like I say hi to her family. You know, I'm I'm even close with her niece who talks shit to me, but right. that's fine. I have, a teen, I have a teenage daughter. Like I know exactly how to manhandle her. Right, right. Okay. Teenagers, yeah. And then I go in the I go in the Nikki's room and she's like changing and like she's just she's just changing. Yeah. And I, here I am just like lying in her bed and I'm like. Oh, this is great. What? <laughs> She's like, oh, you in the friend zone, friend zone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you in the zone. <laughs> like, I'm not in purgatory, dude. Like, I'm in, like, level seven, like, friend zone. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can, I can definitely do that. It's nah. like my person. I don't know. It's my thing. Like, if I choose to do it, like, I'll do it. She. But if, I, if I'm smooth, and <laughs> if I'm, like, hella smooth, like, yeah. there'll be a lot of DMs I'll be sliding in. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah I'm not start- changing in front of you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you will be 86 from the bedroom when I do. Go talk to Madeline or Quinn. <laughs> Hypnotized. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke or what? These are, these are not sight gags you're missing. No, no, no. You're, you're, all, you're all good. You're all good. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. So, um. So okay, when's your when's your next date with uh, preferably Crater's daughter? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> was that for me or was that for her? <laughs> that was for you. What did you say? I don't need to date my daughter. <laughs> oh, dating her daughter. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. See, right now, um, you know, I'm free on the market, so you know, I'm a free agent. So I gotta pick carefully. My next club that I go to, you know. <laughs> so you should take her out to a club. Yeah, you know. She well, she doesn't have like I mean, like I hate to say it, she doesn't have very good like social skills or whatever. Yeah, but we don't need to talk. Oh, no, she talks. Oh. Oh, no, she, she will definitely. talk your ear off. Oh, she yeah? definitely talks, but okay. like, she'll try to like control you. Oh, control. Bob, that's what she does with you. Uh, well, yeah, no, she does. She does that with me, but yeah. with you, she'll probably be open. How, um, <laughs> how, how old is she? She's your age. 20, uh, 22? Yeah. Oh, oh, snap. Yo, selfie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so um, Warhol Kaufman sure. expressed interest in stopping by. 
Uh, so he may or may not stop by. I'm not sure. He does Well, he day. knows he's welcome anytime. Yeah, I know. Warhol Kaufman. Okay. You got your ass over here. One of these days, we'll get him to take his pants off. Whoa. We'll get you to take yours off, too. She, he did. He did. He don't cost you. He did the first time. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he, no, did. he didn't. Not, not for the whole show. $20. No, he didn't. He refused. He wears them around his hips anyways. You know, when he's around his butt, his hips are way up above where his pants are. Well, his pants? Well, maybe that's So I figured that's there. close enough. <laughs> no, because I was watching him the whole time, dude. I'm trying to get him to wow. take his pants off, and he refused. I talked to him about it. He talked to him about it. Hey, man, you have to take out your pants, you know. Well, it was the pantsless episode. <laughs> we had a gaggle of comedians. It's like herding cats trying to get them together and on the show at the same time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Because come here. gang bang. You, you, you are by far Ooh. the easiest comedian we've ever had to work with. <laughs> yeah? The easiest. Well, well you, you and Hunter. Hunter? Uh, Hunter, Hunter, well, Hunter would lose his job if he didn't like comply. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like his boss. <laughs> his boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shout out to Hunter. <laughs> you'll, you'll meet, and Pablo. You'll meet, you'll meet he's Hunter not soon. so hard yeah. to get on the show. I've probably seen him. I, I'm very bad of names, so I've probably seen them, but I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, but your your com- comedy circle is like it's not like here in the peninsula. In the what? Like you don't you don't really like come out here all that often. Oh, hard, except the, for Mondays to the city. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really I don't really like driving the city. It's just. The traffic, oh. I just the cars. I don't. I don't mind it. It's okay. Just stay here four hours and make your money back. What I mind is traffic jams. That's true. That's true. I just, I just don't like driving here, like the hills and shit. Like I'm scared of heights, so I'll be scared. <laughs> me, me too. Yeah, I'm just me yeah, too. She. <laughs> just the first day I'm driving here. Nah, you can call me chicken all you want. <laughs> 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 oh man I hope my mom's not listening to this <laughs> Pussy chicken <laughs> It is because of Facebook uh-huh. I should probably block my mom she can't, Well, she can't The, the links for it will go on Facebook I quit yeah. uploading the um, what, I'm, what I decided to do Because Facebook it takes so long To post the video yeah. Because I have yeah. to make it into a video Oh, that's um, so fucking long. I'm going to just share the YouTube. Yeah, you should probably get like a camera and like record the session and just. Oh, we do YouTube. go. We do go live sometimes. We do that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I In do fact, that. that's not a bad idea. Why Yo, live. But we're we're only <laughs> gonna see you unless let's see. Maybe I can put no. Then I don't only see the back of your head. What, Unless you want to move? You wanna come over here with us. I'm a move. Here, let me get my stuff out of this chair. I'm moving. Okay. <laughs> Vamp. <coughs> okay. Bob. No dead air. Come on, Bob. Talk. We're playing Say musical Bob. chairs here. <laughs> uh, so, um, so the reason Lulu is moving is because we're gonna give him singing lessons. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't done a karaoke in a while, have we? <laughs> in a couple of weeks at least. Yeah, you're gonna Move use it. that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you have to use your head, Lulu. It's Thursday, man. I'm thinking about it right now. Oh, man. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh shit. Hold on, I'll move my quesadilla and you can sit over here. Over here. So that I can get all of us. 
I don't want the back of your head. Do, 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 do. I want your beautiful face. Do, 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 do. Get this out of the way. Put your mic there. I hope in about. I hope and in about. Position the phone. I hope in like ten to fifteen years, when Lulu gets married, that it'll be in Wakanda. <laughs> well, I wish what kind of existed so I could go there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it doesn't exist. Shout out like, to Hollywood. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's hilarious because, like, yeah. I, I was watching, I was watching the Black Panther on Netflix, right. and you look exactly like a who? Killmonger? No, not no, not Michael B. Jordan. Oh, no. Damn. No, you need to have a six pack for that. Uh, <laughs> hey, I have a four pack. Does that count? You're close. You're close. Four pack. Not, not yet. Yeah. Almost. You're two thirds of the two thirds of the way. Yeah. <laughs> D minus. <laughs> D minus. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but no. But who? Uh, who do I look like? No, you look like. Um, do you remember when Killmonger like? first gets to Wakanda yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah I get that like, I get that like. I know you're yeah. talking about what's his name fuck uh, he was I, in the Black I, Mirror right no, no no so he's in um so that the British that, guy yeah the British guy yeah. he was in um he was in the movie uh Get Out made by, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, made by P uh from Peel from Keen Peel yeah Keen Peel yeah yeah I know you're and, talking um, about yeah With that, the eyes. that's him yeah yeah he's definitely African that's for sure oh no <laughs> well actually he's British but nah, uh, he's African trust me <laughs> he, he was born in Africa obviously but like he yeah. grew up in Britain yeah yeah believe, yeah. believe it or not he's yeah. an African Brit <laughs> he a Brit Af- no, no, he's British. <laughs> because like you have to go through the selection process or whatever to be British or some some shit like that when you're like born in another country. Yeah. So like he did it at a very young age and um he's very interesting. Nah, he's he's very he's a, he's a very good actor, by the way. He's very good, yeah. Very good, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. very good. I didn't even know he was British until like I saw his interviews. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, he has the accent and everything. Oh I know. Sorry. Like, I'm from sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> shout out to sorryans <laughs> no, so i i messaged iman and uh iman and i was like iman when are you gonna come on the show and he was like dude like i got a kid i'm married on all these shows like i'm hella busy he got life and then and then like and then like Oh, and on top of that, he was like, oh, yeah, and I work, like, 40 hours a week. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, I work, like, 60 <laughs> hours a week. I have my own show. I have a daughter. Right. Like, what more do you offer me? I do all this shit. Excuses. <laughs> and then, um, no, but uh, well, that, 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 was in the, that was in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. And I was like, well, you're definitely going to be busy with the roast of Bob. Roast of Bob? So like I that's that was my uh, pitch to him. I was like, I want your next event to be the roast of Bob for my birthday. The roast of Bob. Nikki's. We're gonna like roast you or something. Yeah, so I'm gonna be up on like the stage, I guess, or whatever, wherever the hell we are. Okay, it's gonna get roasted. You're brave, man. Thanks. I'm very sure of myself. Yeah, confident guy. Yeah, I like that. Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like he, um, he was like, he was like, was that a pitch? Like, when's your birthday? And I was like February twenty first. Oh shit, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're definitely gonna be busy with the roasted bomb. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but wait, where you gonna have yeah. it? Like here or what? No. Where you gonna have it? I don't know. 
You gotta, you gotta ask Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna like. You can have at the swinging door. We could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it seems like a seminal place. Yeah. Usually do. Yeah. 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 That's a good place. I like that place. I didn't know there was upstairs actually until the show. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. I just go downstairs to the uh, upper mic, then I dip. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I'm not exploring the place. <laughs> What am I door to explore? Wait, where do you where do you live? Where I live? Yeah. Concord. Holy shit. You yeah. drive from Concord to San Mateo on a Monday night? Yeah, yeah dedication. <laughs> Holy shit. You gotta do what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? Plus, plus, you probably make like a ton of money on. Oh, oh, I live. That's why I'm always late. <laughs> right. Shout out to Lyft. <laughs> Happen with the bills. Yeah, but I mean, like, you'll obviously make more than five bucks on the way there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if I was doing that, like, I wouldn't be tripping. Like, I got to, I got to go to a bar, drink, make money, You're right. make people right. laugh. Well, I don't drink, so you know. Well, I mean, that's me. Yeah, yeah you. I was a stand-up it was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying like, like that's your like thing, but right. Yeah. Right. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Where's the camera? It's oh. over there. Okay. Can oh. they see me? Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty dark, so. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, dark, <laughs> and handsome. She, I wish that was the case when I was uh, younger. She, Cameron girls, they don't give a, they don't give a fuck about <laughs> your height or anything like that. As long as you're light skin, uh, you you get it for sure. You know what? I should have known it. I should have known more stand-up comedians when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? It would have made college a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> she, but I, I went to UCLA yeah? for college, and there was, like, a whole lot of, like, there was a whole lot of Indian people and, like, like very, very superficial girls and, oh, wow. and uh, like, diehard thespians. And I'm like, God. Yeah. I heard yeah. there's um, a lot of, like, cute girls there at uh, UCLA. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I one of my <laughs> one of my classmates um, in um, in uh, advanced psychology. Right. Oh my! Oh my! Fucking Christ! She got she got her tits done. She got her fucking boob job to prove a point that um, the what to the prove it. <laughs> no, uh, she she did it to prove a point that. Um, Oh yeah. That like even though even though you're gonna get your breast augmented on or augmented, right? That it can actually look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Not like not like not like where you can just see the chick and like no, it's automatically fake fake boobs. Oh, yeah, you can make exactly. it look like real. Yeah, exactly. She. And like I thought it was real. Yeah. Until I had sex with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> that shit <got> busted. <laughs> Did it pop? <laughs> No. <laughs> Do you get like <laughs> no, but apparently that's not fatal. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that's it's it. not fatal when a when a fucking um, silicone implant pops. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's just like water or some something like that, or like saline solution. Yeah, they don't bullshit. even. Yeah, they use saline now. Yeah, they use saline. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I mean, she had nice tits. <laughs> I don't know breasts. I don't know. I think I'm not really a breast guy. N- neither am I. Yeah. I mean, it's just like they're they're just like icing on the cake. Yeah. I mean, if it's there, it's there. If it's not cool, you know, I'm more of you know the boot. 
booty. <laughs> you know, that's pretty common nowadays, I've yeah. noticed. <laughs> yeah, booty. I am, I am an ass man. Yeah, ass man. I'm an ass man. <laughs> I'm an ass man. Man ass. <laughs> you know, I, maybe we should take a break. It's uh, it's about 10 to 5 almost, and uh, you know Gil will be calling at 5, and it's time for a break. Shall I play some music? Break time. Look, okay. I... We'll give you we'll give you a singing lesson after you. I ripped oh, all the CDs and they're on my computer now. Oh, where do you play uh, music from? Like YouTube or what? Right here. Oh, uh. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we have the copyright to stuff. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she. Yeah. No, they um they uh, did take some of our um, videos off. And I guess it's because of objectionable content. YouTube? The fucking, you know, dick police, you know. So yeah. I, I and, and they're all public. I can't change the privacy. They're all still public. No, YouTube has, like, overall control of, like, what go, like the most famous case is uh, To Catch a Cheater. They took down 200 of their fucking episodes to the point where they started a fucking website. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we need to do, and that's why we need to talk to Nikki about it. A website? My yes, friend, he we need makes, a website. So my we can, friend makes a website. So does Nikki. Oh. Yeah. Shout so out Nikki. to Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, did, Nikki did my website. Yeah? So, yeah. She... She gonna make me a uh, website, my gigolo, my gigolo website. <laughs> she does, do he- she does headshots too. Here, she does. Does she really? She's a photographer. Yeah. I need, Nick, I need Nick. a headshot. Oh yeah, yeah. she she does our publicity stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Come <laughs> to the door. We'll introduce you tonight. All right. She'll be there. To the what? The door. The door. The bar. Oh, is that what it's you called? were there last week? Yeah. Was I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I be, man. <laughs> I'm just there. <laughs> Shout out to the door. Oh, the swinging door. Oh, it's, yeah. I guess it's shut for the door. Makes sense. Let's hear some grumbler. Groove view. <laughs> you want groove view? Yeah. Groovy's okay. Nice. We'll do groove. Groovy is nice. Groovy. Shout out to Nick Liner for hooking us up with Grooveview. Grooveview. All right, here we go. Some people so blind What's wrong with their minds? Soon it 
Kind of strange. It's because like yeah. no, but you're you're. Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On Earth. Shake 
hands, I gotta give you a pound. Wave my bank account, quadruple, think I'm still slanging pounds. Told them catching my vote for who trying to get this dope across the border. Who up on from East Atlanta, but stand my ground like it's Florida. Fuck the church, fuck the bailiff, fuck the local reporter. Tell the host to my lawyer, go up slicker than all. Parked the done, wrote the raid to the truck with the odds. Look like a roar, still a ship every time I bring out my cars. By the bar, neighborhood superstar 24K, Bruno Mars, down to the drawers I'm thinking large, talking old money, she go to bars Blue sound 20, futuristic, moving this park This scooch, oh my gosh, back at it again Back at it In the kitchen whipping, I'm rapping again Whipping Keep on playing, bitch, then I'm stabbing your friend Woo I'm in the hood, they think I'm back trapping again Trapping Woo Oh my gosh, back at it again Hey, on my grizzly niggas, that's back in again. Hey, hey, big up all that on me, backpack in again. Hey, keep a quarter on me, backpack in the bench. Catch, catch. I'ma break the law, then I'ma break the bank. In the safe, then I'ma throw some on the floor. Definitely make some more. 20 dates, had to go back on tour. She can see how I'm flexing, count my blessings, praise the Lord. You know the steeds, super grease. Nothing nice, tell the promoter, bring the peas. Still ain't safe, I'm in a party with my G's. And I just made your girl, my girl, she's on her knees. 